Hello and welcome to Daily Kafefi with Carter and Carrie. Today is Monday, June 17th, and we are here uh, to, where are we? We're at Unsafe Space, Daily Kafefi on Unsafe Space. If you haven't already subscribed, you can subscribe on YouTube. Uh, that helps us. We're trying to reach a thousand. That's our goal of subscribers right now. And we also have a new subscribe star. And if you want to kick us any amount of money per month at all would be helpful. Um, you can do that at subscribe star. And we also now have t-shirts if you want to buy a t-shirt. Hi Carter. Yeah, good morning. We have, awesome, we have awesome t-shirts. We have, go look at the trigger warning t-shirt on our website. It's pretty, the trigger warning's the one I don't, I, it's in the laundry right now or I would hold it up again. The trigger warning is my favorite one. Although my daughter likes the milkshake is not an argument t-shirt. Uh, uh, that's a nice one too. Yeah. She really wants that one. Um, how's your weekend? Oh, show my weekend was good. Yeah. I got to help a friend at um, Comic-Con and we shot, well, Austin Comic-Con. And then uh, my other friend and I shot some stuff at this protest and counter protest that we're going to try and see if we got anything good. I don't want to talk about it too much unless in case it was a bomb. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> my first... there's got to be enough footage for me to edit two minutes of something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, how about you? Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Uh, good weekend. Good Father's Day. I got, so this is going to sound cliche, so I got to give it background. I got a tie for Father's Day, but I've never gotten a tie because I've never worn ties. I spent my entire career in Silicon Valley, like trying to do the douchebag thing where you like wear a t-shirt and then you put a jacket on over it if you want to look like you're dressed up and like t-shirt and jeans. And that was like the, I'm such a rebel. I don't have to dress up thing. And it was a pushback against, you know, white shirt and tie at IBM of the eighties. I get it. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, since then I've kind of come full circle and I've started to wear, I wear ties on this show because it ties scare leftists. I've realized, um, especially on <laughs> white guys. So that's why I wear ties now. <laughs> And I'm starting, and I'm appreciating being dressed up. I don't know if that's like a Jordan Peterson influence thing or what, but I feel better about myself when I've got a shirt and tie on and I'm working. So it's a really recent development. And just before Father's Day, I was thinking, I saw some ad that was like, don't get that a tie, get him a blah, whatever, something else. And I thought to myself, I've never gotten a tie. But actually, ironically, I kind of want ties now. This is great. Uh, I hope my family gets me a tie. And they did. They got, they got me the Millennium Falcon tie, which is very me. Um, cause I'm, you might not be able to tell, but I'm a little bit of a nerd. And so that's super cool. Yeah. I was super excited. I was like, Oh, the first time I ever got a tie. It was awesome. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, it was good. It was a good, uh, good father's day. Um, yeah, I don't know. Back, nice. I'm back on Monday here to defend our children and future generations. That's what we're here doing. Um, uh, today, Saba, yeah. Uh, no, mm. just even like yeah. why the hell save western civilization because there are going to be more humans in the future and we would like them to live in western civilization right would it be nice to have the freedom of speech and uh presumption of innocence for children so uh yeah if environmentalists you know how one of the that's one of the tropes like oh don't you care about leaving the environment for your children and your grandchildren yeah you know the, the, the environment with the, the most proximate effect on them? Politics and culture. The like, cultural environment, yeah. That's way more like, you know, they can deal with whatever the hell happens to Earth in the next hundred years, but I don't know that they can deal with what happens to people. Yeah, yeah. So, Jesus. Um, yeah, Carrie, you have a thing to talk about. And it's uh, yeah. 
about your thing. So I can yeah, I was just talking to Carter about this um, thing I posted that I didn't think was going to cause controversy, but it did. I thought this is something people would just be like, ooh, that's kind of strange. But no, <laughs> some people, I guess, are like, wait, what's your problem with this? Uh, it's this article. It's from a year ago. It's from uh, Philadelphia Magazine. And, um, but you know how sometimes things become big again on Twitter. Somebody with a following must have posted it because then people were talking about it again. Um, And when the, when it ran in Philadelphia magazine a year ago, they, the title was called is your kid porn literate. And they've since, I I didn't know this at the time. Did you see this at the time or no? A year ago? No, I, I, I just saw it now this year. Well, in the photo, the guy. Anyway, this is a this is a sex ed professor. The piece is sort of focusing on him, but it's talking about porn literacy programs in general. Sex ed teacher, I mean. So in the picture, he's at a podium. Um, if you look at this article online, you guys can still read it online. The title was changed to uh, "This Quaker Sex Ed Teacher Says Your Kids Need to Be Porn Literate." I mean, either title, they're both a little I think maybe weird. The word Quaker in it suddenly is. Uh, it sounds less triggering but maybe they blunt it but so the 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 thing about this title is i saw someone say this online and i agree which is i don't think you should ever have a title that has like like are your kids porn literate never needs to be a title anywhere i don't think i just don't think your kids need to be porn literate however um this guy does if you look at the picture one quick thing before i tell you about the article just one quick thing that's weird. Okay. We have to say this. This is weird. I'm not saying it means anything about him. I'm not drawing conclusions. I'm just saying it's weird. He's got two different things on his podium. One is a big bumper sticker that says, I heart pizza. And the other is a little uh, like placard that says, I love pizza. And this came out a year ago. It was after Pizzagate. It's like, why would you put that knowingly in there unless you were either trolling or thumbing your nose at at the stare that the idea that pizza has anything to do with pedophilia or why, or, or unless you're just blatantly, blatantly thumbing your nose at it. Like this, this pedophile journalist, uh, this, this pedophile journalist, um, uh, who was just arrested, uh, who go, he's a blue checkmark journalist on, on Twitter. He's gone by Dr. Pizza for years. And he used to, he used to openly mock people who, who talked about Pizzagate. He went after Mike Cernovich hard. Yeah, and he, he actually stalked his family, but that but he's a journalist, and he he goes by he went by that title, Doctor Pizza, and it's like, just why would that be in someone's name unless they were anyway? I'm again, I know nothing about this guy. I'm not trying to say anything about that. It's just odd. That's all. Well, it's weird. It's I, wait, odd. I'm gonna I'll be willing to say a little bit more about that. I I don't have I'm not going to say that I know this person is a pedophile, but um. There is something to be said for how creepy he, he looks creepy. He looks creepy. He looks kind of like the Dr. Pizza guy. And have you ever read Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker? No. Maybe we'll put that on our reading list when we do a reading list. Uh, your intuition matters. It doesn't, it's not proof. It's not evidence. He should not be condemned because I have intuition about him. But if you look at this picture of this guy, I'll put it back up. You get a creepy vibe from him. If he seems like a creepy pedo guy, that's something, that's a red flag. It's not a, it's not actionable necessarily to a great extent, but it is worth going, hmm, maybe we should keep my child away from this guy. Like better safe than sorry. The guy seems a little bit creepy. And to top it off, he's got the I love pizza crap 
which Carrie, I was thinking about it. Grown men don't run around saying how much they love pizza. That's a, especially ones that are not living in their parents' basement. But it's a weird well, thing. And Macaulay, I think they do it to relate to kids because kids love pizza. You know this, but Macaulay Culkin had a band. I think they just wrapped up. It was called Pizza Underground. And given the... Given his history. His you know. history. A lot of people, um, again, this gross speculation was just that like, oh, he's talking about, he's trying to talk about through song what happened like this thing about pedophilia but anyway now we're now we're, we're going to be saying we're pushing pizza gate so i don't want to go into all this speculation no i'm not saying i'm not saying this is not a, like this <laughs> proof this isn't i'm just saying when when stuff raises your ire when you get like a vibe about stuff it's worth investigating it a little bit and and you know i'm just gonna say that it's creepy the guy's creepy the i love pizza thing is creepy and when you combine that then with he wants to teach your kids about porn? With porn, that's, yeah. That's a conflation of events, there, uh, of coincidences that's bothersome. It's not proof. It's not proof of anything. It's bothersome. And, Don't and again, harass him or anything. It's just given, given the controversy, given the um, porn, Pizzagate, like conspiracy theory or whatever, no, there's no way that this person or whoever staged this photo, the photographer, there's no way that they didn't know that this could be construed in such a way. So it might be trolling the way that 4chan trolls where they do the okay sign because journalists believe it means white supremacy. It might be trolling in the way that people do um, or, you know, they, they'll, they, they try to take something that's not true. Like right now, the white nationalists are trying to say that the rainbow flag is a symbol for white nationalism. They're totally trolling. Like it might be that, but it's, but it's about, but why would you troll about pedophilia? But don't you think right. you would be, if you were the editor of the magazine, you wouldn't have to approve this photo. Don't you think you would be extremely sensitive about this photo? No, oh, look, I know enough SJWs to know they might think it's funny to troll this way. Really? Yeah. So here's the, 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 this is basically about, he's a sex ed teacher, K through 12. He works with ninth graders. He, and as part of sex ed, he teaches porn literacy. Now this isn't the only school. He's not the only sex educator who's teaching porn literacy to children. If you look, if you Google or not go, if you duck, duck, go porn literacy or porn literate, um, and add children or with or without children, even you'll pull up some of the, the, programs for kids. Um, I saw in Australia, they're pushing to do this with children starting in third grade. Um, the idea behind it is that, well, kids are watching porn anyway. They're going to be watching porn anyway. So what we need to do is to teach them how to watch it critically and to teach them how to be porn literate means to teach them how to watch porn critically and to not come away with any unhealthy stereotypes about what, what sex or what porn is. So my opinion on this, and I was a little bit surprised because I did have some people who I had one person, I think she's a teacher who got like offended and, and it's like, I'm unfollowing you because you, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with this. Um, that I, I was a little shocked because I, there's two things here. I don't, I'm not necessarily convinced. Unlike some of the people who disagree with me, I guess I'm not necessarily convinced that this needs to be taught to children <laughs> Uh, just, and that I, and the other thing is I'm not necessarily convinced that if it does need to be taught, that it's the school's responsibility to do that. And this teacher's answer to me was, um, much like the whole, well, they're going to watch porn anyway. She was like, well, parents suck. Parents are going to suck anyway. So it's the school's responsibility. And both of those attitudes to me seem like 
acquiescing to what the real problem is, which is if there's a problem, if there's a problem in which kids are going to be getting access to porn in the third grade or the ninth grade, you know, and if there's a problem in which parents are going to suck so bad that they're not going to teach what needs to be taught. Well, instead of acquiescing to those things, why not fix those, figure out what those problems are and fix those cultural problems. That's my attitude. It's like, if there's a breakdown in culture, you don't just roll over and say, well, this is where the culture is going. I guess it's time to teach kids how to watch porn (laughs) critically. Like this is where we go now. (laughs) Like this is, um, I don't think people think about when, when we think about cultural Marxism, I don't think we think about what the role that Marxists view at like what the, the, the role that Marxists think the state should have in children in raising children. Keep in mind that the, like the Marxist utopia of children is not the nuclear family. It's not, it's not mom and dad have a kid and they raise the kid and they grow up to be a good Marxist. That's not the vision. The vision is that, the kid is raised by the state that the the family, the nuclear family is not part of the Marxist utopia. They don't talk about that a lot, but um, even if you look back at the roots of Marxism, you look at like Hegel, for example, Hegel viewed the, I know we're getting into a little bit of philosophy, but like Hegel viewed the state as the means by which the, the universe or God manifests itself in reality. So Hegel Hegel explicitly called for the worship of the state, basically, and said, like, look, the state is the state is the manifestation of what the universe wants to be true. It's, it's, the, it's the embodiment of, of God is the state in some way. And this was highly influential on Marx. And so the Marxism is... This, this is why you have even little comments where like Hillary Clinton, remember Hillary Clinton a long time ago said it takes a village to raise a child and people, uh, there was backlash against this. Now, in some sense, she was right. Uh, community is very important. And in order to have intact families, it's very helpful to have a, a, a community of intact families all looking out for each other. And, and in that sense, it does take a community to raise a child. But um, that language that she uses uh, or that she used that language. That's not what she meant, and that's not what that's not what the vision for Marxists is. The vision for Marxists is this kind of uh, utopia. I'll say utopia, but I, I view it as a dystopia, where kids are kids can be raised in. I know I'm gonna sound weird, science fiction, but like conceived in test tubes and you know raised by the government, and like that's that would be great for them, and. Because they view, they don't like, remember Marxists don't like individual differences. They don't like differences of opinion. They don't like your uniqueness, right? That's why everyone has to be the same. That's what equality of outcome is, right? So they don't want various outcomes and people thinking different things and different beliefs and raised in their own way. They want everyone to be a mindless automaton, all raised by the state to be good citizens and, and you know, propagate the state and the, to do that you have to destroy the family so they've there's been a general culture of a culture of devaluing marriage devaluing uh uh two parent homes there's been a push to get women in the workforce why is that because well if you've got both parents in the workforce now you've got to ship your kid off somewhere else it's easier to pass regulations and start managing 
daycares than it is to manage each individual home. So it's a shift to getting your kids out of you, out of your house and into the state's house. And this is, to me, this is an example of something that should never be taught in school because it's a very personal issue. Um, I, this is, I'll, this will be the, the libertine part of me will say, how do you know what's the critical weight of you porn? Who are you to say what stereotypes are or aren't correct in porn? Who are you to say this is what porn should be and these are the problems with porn and this is the kind of thing you should do and this is the kind of thing you shouldn't do and this is the kind of thing that's wrong and that they're just you know, exploiting people and this is the kind of thing over here is good and this is the way to have sex and this is the way to not have sex. Who are they? to say that there are a wide variety of views about sexuality and, and it's a very personal thing. And so even the idea that there is an answer that can be universally applied is questionable to me to start with because sex is so tied with psychology that it's real. I, I find it a stretch to even say that there, there are a lot of universal things you can say about it other than it needs to be consensual, but even consensual, is not necessarily, um, you know, when a lot of, even though sex should be consensual, a lot of people have non-consensual fantasies and they like want to consent to have something that appears non-consensual. Like, so even that is, is weird. So the idea that there can even be a broad, like easy answer to like, this is what's good about porn and this is what isn't and this is how to critically view it. Even that's wrong. The idea that then that's done by the government and not a conversation that you have with your parents about, Hey, this is, this is, these are our values around sex. This is what we think about sex. This is, this is how, as, as a parent who knows you and you're maturing and growing up, this is what I think, uh, you know, might be unhealthy for you or healthy for you or whatever. Like, cause you know, your child and it's very personal. It's based on religious beliefs and it's based on philosophical beliefs and it's based on particular psychologies and attitudes and, and personalities. And there's just so much, and, and there's dangers, different households have different dangers they have to worry about with their kids based on, you know, where they are or people in their lives or even just things that they think are more important than other things. It's just a, it's such a complex issue and it has nothing to do with education. It has to do with upbringing. It has to do with your, your, psychology and 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 your that kind of the essence of who you want to be morally and philosophically as a person and that's not the job of the state but they want it to be the job of the state so here you go creepy man who loves pizza is going to talk to your kids about what sexual acts depicted in porn are you know good or bad or what they mean or what they should mean or what's wrong with porn yeah well he also (laughs) he's also teaching them about particular sex acts, which I, I just, again, I don't mean to sound like a prude, but I took sex ed in around like eighth grade, I guess. I don't remember learning about all these different, I, I don't understand why it's important for children to learn about all these different sex acts. It's like, if you're maybe when you're older, like it's just, it's like he's, he, he passes out a envelope that's full of different things like, you know, cunnilingus or fellatio or and and by the way he tells them to relate uh the sex back to the idea of a pizza that's where he brings this pizza thing in oh yeah and you can pick and choose what sex acts you like and what toppings you like and he tells them that um 
over 70% of women don't achieve orgasm through intercourse with like penile intercourse, like penis and vagina sex. So he's like sort of pushing them to explore other types of, of sex other than that. And I'm just like, it just, all of it seems like just way too much for the, it's like, what happened to the regular, like birds and the bees. Like this is how things work until you, I, I, I'm sure it's like such an old lady, but <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think kids need to be, and like, it, I don't think the state is everything for the reasons you exp- express. I don't think they're the ones who need to be. Yeah. Just, just taking this responsibility away from a kid's parents. And well, I mean, if, if it's true that parents suck, like the, your critics said, yeah. Right. Then, then they, they want to step in because they're worried that parents aren't going to do the right thing. The problem is, um, the state's not doing the right thing either. The state's doing the state thing, right? The state always does the state thing, not necessarily the right thing. If you had a ninth grader who um, was sexually active or was was exploring this kind of stuff, that would be a very personal thing to deal with as a parent, right? Yes. And, you know, if it's someone like me, my reaction would not be, oh, here are all the different things you can do. Uh, you need to learn to pick and choose my reaction would be we need to talk about the, the value of sex and the, the importance of it and how you're probably not ready to be doing some of these things. Like it, it would be a very different conversation than like, Hey, did you know 70% of women can't have an orgasm through penetration? <laughs> like, yeah, here's you- important, right? Like it's a, but they want kids to be having sex. I think so. Like I'm starting to think so. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they want kids to be having sex. Yeah, obviously. Because they, they want they want kind of, uh, I think they want a certain level of uh, hedonism sexually, right? Because they want, it's the RK selection theory. They want R, 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 R. That's what they want, not K, right? They want R. Because R, uh, R doesn't look out for threats. R is not going to be vigilant about where, Society's going, they're not going to long-term plan. They're not going to complain about borrowing money. They're not going to complain about broken promises from politicians. They're not going to worry about big threats like shifts in culture and whatever. R, they just fuck like bunnies and they don't care about, they don't care about the bigger concerns. That's the R reproduction strategy. That's what they want. They want R. They don't want K. K is the, K is the like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, uh, yeah. let's go down here. Let's only have a couple kids and raise them very carefully and let's be very vigilant of threats and let's invest a lot of time in raising each child very, uh, very deliberately and carefully in a family. Like that's K. They don't want that. They want R and humans can go both ways. They can go K and R. Have you, this all reminded me of, and I just pulled it up to see if I could find it. Have you seen, and I haven't watched this in a while, so I'll have to refresh my memory, but have you seen, um, it's a YouTube channel called the cut. And they have a series called Parents Explain, where, in which they have parents explaining a lot of SJW stuff to their kids on camera. You can, they put their kids in the camera <clears throat> on film. And they had one that went viral because people were kind of alarmed by it called Parents Explain Masturbation. Have you seen that? No. Do you want to watch part of it? We can always cut it okay. out. We can cut it out. It's a little, I think it's, now this is not the school doing this. These are parents, but I think this is, it's disturbing to me because it's online and readily available 
And I, th considering the stuff that YouTube is censoring and pulling down, now this video, uh, they made it private on their channel, I think because they got so many negative, so much negative feedback. In the original video, th this isn't blurred out. You can see the sex toys and everything. So sometimes people will say, you know, playing with himself or jerking off or choking the one-eyed trouser snake. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about masturbation. Masturbation? Masturbation. Masturbation. You kind of do it a lot, really, but you don't know it. <laughs> Masturbating is when you touch your privates in different ways to make yourself feel good. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> People will say choking their chicken. Okay. Um have that you ever heard I've of that? I've never heard that, but that's also very rude to chickens. It is, it is. A guy might put some lotion on his hand, right? And he'll take his penis and like hold it in his hand. Watch. Okay? Okay, mom. <laughs> and then he might like move his hand up and down like this. Where like, would the around. penis go, mom? In the hand. <laughs> do girls do it? Yeah, remember I said your big sissy did it quite a bit when she was little and I had to explain to her to do it in her room. There's like a little thing that's called the clitoris and you can touch it and kind of stimulate your body no. and it makes you feel good. No. It's kind of like an inside out penis where it goes up, right? Mm -hmm. And then ours sticks out. Oh my God. You can use <laughs> certain toys. They're called adult toys. No! <laughs> <laughs> Don't wiggle it in my face! Okay, so I, I think, because this looks kind of like a finger, right? Yep. So I imagine they would probably do it like what they would. This is to hit something called the G-spot. Or, or they can use this and they can insert it into their vagina. Oh my God. And like pretend it's a, pretend it's a penis. That's big, that's huge. It's not gonna fit. Well, they, they're creative, I guess. This is to simulate an erect penis, right? Yeah. Right? A hard penis. That's why you don't need a boy. You can get a penis anywhere. <laughs> Have you used that? This? Yeah. Or, no. I've used something like one of these. <laughs> I think you found mine one. I did? <laughs> I told you it was a back massager. Remember? That was a back, that was, I really thought that was a back massage. Mommy. <laughs> Put your fingers over here. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's different. It feels That's good. That's like a pulse. These aren't used, are they? The boys usually just rub themselves like this. You see this little tiny hole in here? Oh my god. They kind of, it's like a little liquid that comes out oh from god, them. No. <laughs> Some people call it like jizz. What the? I didn't name it. That could be called cum or sperm or ejaculation. So this will go on like this. At least I'm assuming. I, I have never had a penis personally. Have you ever masturbated before? No. Uh, it's okay if you do. You can tell me. Do you? Do. <laughs> what? The camera's everywhere. <laughs> Have you 
Have you ever masturbated, Ryan? Oh my gosh, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> you ask. No, you. No, you. No, you. Mom, do you <laughs> masturbate? <laughs> masturbate. Yes, I do. First time I did it, I think, was when I was in kindergarten. Like in high school and stuff, and I had to do homework and study. I would masturbate because it, it was more fun than homework. <laughs> Did you guys touch yourself when you were younger, like in the private? Of course. Yes. A lot. I've been masturbating since I was a girl. Even when I have a partner to have sex with, sometimes I just like to do it by myself. If you're in the mood and no one's around, do it. you can masturbate, right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we're not buying you this for Christmas, <laughs> okay? Don't ask for that, and Santa won't bring one. Guys, I really, I'm sorry I messed up everybody's day. I messed up Carter's day for the rest of the day. I know it's just, once you start reading some of this stuff and finding out what's out there and what kids are being taught, there's more. Don't, you can go down some disturbing rabbit holes, and I apologize. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, am I a prude? I mean, I don't, I have, I have mixed feelings about this. I think parents should be talking about this stuff. It's just putting their kids on camera bothers me because those kids are going to grow up and they're always in a video where they were asked by their parents if they masturbate. <laughs> Let me just give you a hint. I know you're not a parent. If the child is uncomfortable with the conversation, it's probably not necessary to have. So you can sense the level of discomfort, especially for one of those, one of the girls there was just, way not comfortable with this conversation. They're not ready. If they're not comfortable, they're not ready. You don't have to have that conversation with them. You are pushing your agenda on kids. When they're uncomfortable, there's no need to have this conversation. They're too young, they're not out having sex. So you did not need to be pushing that on them. I, the only thing that I, I, maybe conservatives in our audience will disagree with this. I don't, I think there is a difference between, uh, obviously there's a big difference between masturbation and actually engaging in sexual activity with other people. Most kids do touch themselves and explore because they're just like, they're exploring everything in their body. The new sensations, new everything. I mean, everything is new. They were born and couldn't even see well, right? So everything is new. Everything, you know, when you're their baby, you can see them discover their hand. Right. So obviously their genitals are a biologically very important part of themselves and, and there's a lot of nerve endings there. So they're going to explore and it's fine. It's fine to tell your kid um, if they start to do that when they're young, it's fine to say that's called masturbation. It's something that's done in private. Right. And kind of give them enough information that they know what to call the thing they're doing. And they know that it's something that they need to keep, you know, private because it's not appropriate to do around and in front of other people. 
you know, you don't need to, you don't need to teach them about how other people masturbate. You don't need to teach them about tools that simulate sex, right? So those aren't, those aren't masturbatory tools. I mean, they are masturbatory tools, but they're not, um, they're not necessary for masturbation. They're, they're simulating sex with another human being in a way that's different from masturbation. Also, the, like girls don't need explanations of how guys masturbate. Guys don't need explanations of how girls might masturbate. They don't need to be having these conversations with their parents. If the, if the particular kid has questions or and if they get to the point where like there's behavior, you talk to them about their behavior and you answer their questions and you do it very individually and you don't do any of this in front of a camera. You don't do this in front of a camera. These poor kids, these poor kids, and they're being asked, do you masturbate? Like what, what a bitch that woman is for, like, I mean, what asshole these guys are. Every parent is, in this video, every parent is abusing their child psychologically, every single parent, because they're all pushing stuff. Every kid was uncomfortable with part of this conversation. Clearly, there were times when every single child in there was uncomfortable. And in one of them was a, a very uncomfortable specifically about being on camera. She was like, there's cameras everywhere. That's right. I was just going to say, and they all, they're all aware. They're old enough to be aware of the camera. And they're being asked personal questions that are frankly inappropriate, right? If I, if I went to my daughter and I said, do you masturbate? I hope that her answer would be, it's none of your business. Because <laughs> it's not my business. It's not my business. It is not the camera's business. It's not, and it's not your business as a parent. And it's, and it's extremely gross and abusive for you to start putting mental images of your own genitals in your child's brain about like, this is what I did and this is what I do and I've used this and you once thought that was a back massager. Blah, 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 blah. It is abhorrent. It is abhorrent. And I'm not speaking as a prude, I'm not a prude. Conversations about sex are necessary with your children as they go to get older. Not like this. Not yeah, like this. I was, curious about, I was curious about your opinion because you're, you're both your parent and I know you're not a prude. I know you're uh, used to work with a company that was like sex toy. I'm still on the board of a sex toy company. Yeah. That's how much of a not a prude I am. Uh, it, yeah. Something about this video did bother me. And I think you've kind of, vocalize most of probably what I was thinking without realizing it. But the, yeah, the putting them on camera thing was just really like, I don't, you should not be showing me this conversation you have with your kids. Like, right. And this isn't, and, and not only should you not show it, this isn't the way to have the conversation with your kids. You know, you don't sit your daughter down and be like, do you masturbate? I did. I used this. You once thought it was a back massager. Ha ha ha. It was really up my pussy. Like that's not, that is not okay. That is not okay. But this is part of this whole sexualizing children. They want to propagate a hedonistic lifestyle. And the way to do that is to, so they want to make porn and sex conversation younger and younger and younger and younger and younger. They, you know, and they, they want to just kind of encourage this R reproductive strategy. And this will do it. I mean, it'll work. It'll work. But I mean, come on, people with kids, I mean, you know this, when they get to be this age, they don't even want to talk to you about like whether they like a boy or something like they're, 
shy and embarrassed about stuff. Like they don't want to, they don't want to hear about your sex life. I don't want to hear about your sex. Who the hell wants to hear about you? What a narcissistic parent. Uh, guess what I did when I was a kid. No one fucking cares what you did when you were a kid. Stop foisting it on people. No one cares how you masturbate, parent. What the fuck is wrong with you? Jeez, are we going to have like, this is how I like to poop conversations. Like, this is not necessary. <laughs> Everybody poops. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> like, this channel probably has that. <laughs> they, have, they have some very, very interesting parents explain videos. And I'm like, why do you, why do you, it's clearly an SJW channel. Yeah, but. Well, it's, I, I think it is. And, and I'm not against porn and I'm not against masturbation. I'm not against sex. I'm not against using sex toys. I'm not against doing a whole bunch of kinky stuff if you want to do it consensually when you're an adult. I am against pushing this crap on kids. And I'm it's against this whole idea of like, um, just acquiescing to wherever the culture breaks down and takes us, that's where we adapt and go. It's like, I just, I don't, I don't think, cause where does that end? It's like, well, this is what we're doing now. Kids are going to get access to this. So let's start teaching this at a younger and younger age, like in, in the schools, let's say, cause it's just going to happen. And parents are just, no, like if there's a problem there, you're not addressing the problem at all. You're just ignoring it and saying, well, we're just going to go off. And, and like the Australia um, uh, article that, that I was looking at about third grade, they were basing it on some study that they're like a powerful new study says that as young as third grade, kids need to be taught that it could have benefits if they're taught porn literacy. So keep in mind, keep in mind, those studies are often from the same, uh, they're, they're often used the grievance study methods that James Lindsay had talked about, right? They're not, they're not the kind of scientists that you imagine doing those studies. They're typically social justice warriors taking surveys amongst their friends or constructing shoddy research and drawing wild conclusions from it. So, and, you know, it doesn't mean that some of this stuff doesn't have some of the value. Like, you have to look at costs, too. It might be true that teaching third graders leads to some positive benefits somewhere. It also probably leads to a whole bunch of negative benefits that they didn't bother to look for because they don't want to look for negative benefits. It's like, oh, yes, this will learn. You will, you know, you'll have much safer sex and your therapy bills will be astronomical like or whatever like it may come with some bad things like you'll you know i mean i don't know i don't know the bad psychological effects but if you're not bothering to look for them you'll only see any quote positive changes in behavior with stuff that you want so well the end of this to go back to the porn article really quickly the end of it just really bothered me too the last sentence the last sentence of the article is, quote, this is, the, this is the guy in the picture, quote, when you do decide to have sex, he says to his class, I hope it feels amazing. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Like, there's just, what? Yes, <laughs> this, is, this is just the, I don't, what world are we in? Take a, one last look at this guy, <laughs> people. Is this the guy you want Imagine having a daughter who's, wait, how old does he teach kids? He ninth teaches grade? ninth graders. So I was 12 or 13 in ninth grade. I'm just like, I cannot right. imagine. So, like you have a 13 year old daughter. 
do you want this guy looking at her in the eye? And just imagine looking her in the eye and saying, I hope you enjoy your sex. I hope it feels amazing. <laughs> God. And if you don't have a problem with that, as a, as a father, if you don't have a problem with that, you are a panty-waisted soy boy who should never have had children. You're not even a man if you don't have a problem with that. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. That's Carrie, that's the difference between R and K, right? K wants to protect their young. K wants to, you know, shield their young from, from uh, dangers. They want to teach their young about dangers. They want to arm their young. They want to protect their young. They're worried about the long term. That's what K wants to do. And R is just all about fuck like rabbits and damn the consequences. Yeah. When I learned about R and K, it was in uh, biological anthropology. It was in primatology. So if you look at uh, species like, if you look just within primates, that is, if you look at like, uh, just look within lemurs, actually, if you look at a, a species like the red rough lemur or the black and white rough lemur, there are. So they have litters. They're a primate who has litters like a cat or a dog. Yep. So they're investing very little, the gestation time is shorter, and they're, they're having multiple uh, offspring at once. And then the K is more like the uh, Shafak, which has one, and it's still, it's also another species of lemur, but they have one offspring at a time, more like humans, the gestation period is much longer. They invest everything into this one offspring, um, or the one at a time anyway, and it's, uh, it's just a different strategy. I've never heard that R and K thing applied in the way that you did though. It's very interesting to think of it that way. I credit be credit is due uh, to Stefan Molyneux because he's the one who I first heard think about humans in terms of R and K selection theory. Um, and uh, I think he uses it a lot more than, than I would to explain a lot more things, but I think there's something really fundamental to that. And I think he's, I think he's right about it. And the, um, R, R is necessary for Marxism to win. That's so right. interesting. And, and R is necessary to ignore. I mean, just, just take an example, the threat of Islam. Islam is a real threat. It's a, it's a despicable, I don't have to get off on a tangent, but it's, a, it's an anti-life despicable ideology wrapped with a political system all in one. It's like a religion plus a political system it's massively, it's, it's, it's a gross, horrible, evil thing. I mean, it's, it's misogynist and it's uh, pro, um, it's very violent, it's very misogynist, it's, it's uh, not individualist at all, they don't believe in any of the thing like separation of church and state, none of that stuff. It's vile. Not that there aren't good Muslims, blah, blah, blah. I hate having to say that. But as an ideology, right? Right. Well, if you got a bunch of, you got a population full of Ks, they're looking at this and they're not seeing, oh, look, it's a bunch of nice Muslims coming in. They're seeing, ooh, there's an ideology shift here that in 100 years will be very, very bad for us, right? We're going to be vigilant about the ideology shift. Let's make sure that we're integrating people well and teaching them Western values. And maybe they should come in, but maybe we should make sure that, you know, we're kind of all assimilating and making sure we've got Western values because these values where we do female genital mutilation are not compatible with with our culture and with where I, you know, the land I want my grandchildren to live in. So we need to make sure that this is a, you know, we need to protect against this. And that could mean for some people that means, you know, 
they go through a level of xenophobia that I'm, I'm not comfortable with. For other people, they just want to have a conversation about, well, what's the right way to do this, right? And maybe we should, maybe we should really make sure we understand our ideas because they're, and, and the, the values of our culture because they are under threat and we just need to make sure we're, those ideas are propagating in some way and, and surviving because they matter. Um, but whatever, whatever it is, it's a K mindset. And R is just like, I don't care. I'm busy. I'm busy going to clubs, fucking everything that moves. What do I care? I'm not having kids. That's R. Or I'm having kids, but I don't care about them. Right? That's, yeah, that's a really, it's interesting to think of it that way. Well, um, I think we might be going long enough. Yeah, I think we're probably long enough, but, and I'm going to have, this is going to be edited quite significantly because it needs to be, but I don't know, Carrie, are there th- final thoughts? I'm just, this guy, this pizza guy just bothered me. I'm sorry. This yeah, guy. he bothers me. No, I mean, my final thoughts would be that I, I think, I think again, to borrow a word from SJWs, normalizing, I think we've, we've been normalizing. Certain- that, word. That, that word is, that word has nothing to do with social justice. I know. I just hear them use it all the time. I get tired of it. I, I hear, actually, it's the Trump, Trump derangement syndrome people use all the time about, talking about what Trump is normalizing and stuff. I just, Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, I feel like we've normalized certain things that it on its face, I guess when people hear that kids are learning porn literacy, there are people who don't find that weird. And I am like, am I the weird one? I was like, question. I was like, am I, what, if I change to such a degree that I, that something's wrong with me, that I think this is a little odd that we're teaching this in school, public schools. Like, um, but no, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is not the responsibility of, of the school. And even if you, even, yeah, even if you think it needs to be taught, which I'm not convinced it does at all, at all. Uh, but even if you believe it does, why are you, why, why are we at a place where we trust the school to do this? It's just so strange. Some guy like this sitting there the teaching your daughter. Teach math. I mean, yeah. Schools can't produce, look, look at it this way. Public high schools can't produce people that are worth minimum wage. I mean, that says enough. Yeah. That says enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just figure out, figure out what's going, if your kids are in public school, figure out what's going on in their curriculum, not just in this area. <laughs> just figure it out. Just get them out. Yeah. Um, okay. Have a good Monday. We will see you guys tomorrow. Hope you enjoy the kafefe, even when it's about somewhat disturbing topics. <laughs> and, uh, And uh, if you like the video, I guess, please share it, even though it's disturbing. Thank you, Carrie.